you cannot win the approval of everyone. If you get that long-deserved promotion, don't think you will receive a standing ovation from all your colleagues. There will be those who say she buttered up the boss, while others will say he was expert in office politics and that led to his success. The irony is that the more successful you are, the more criticism you will receive. So how do we put on the armor to become invincible to the derogatory opinions of others? I am going to give you three important sutras for it. We spend excessive energy in trying to win the approval of others. In every choice we make, the perspective remains at the back of our mind. What will others be thinking of me? While the fact is that you can never please everyone, no matter what you do, there will always be people who will find fault, who will condemn, who will discourage you. Edward Jenner is known in history as the inventor of the vaccine. In the year 1796, he conducted his famous experiment. From a cow that had cowpox, he took pus from its pustula and injected it in the arm of a 12-year-old boy called James Phipps. His theory was based on the folklore that milkmaids who caught the low-intensity disease of cowpox were not catching the high-intensity disease of smallpox, which was a dreaded killer in those days. He then showed that James Phipps had become immune to smallpox. The next year, he submitted his paper to the Royal Society in London, but it was ridiculed and returned with the words, his ideas were too revolutionary and did not have sufficient proof. Edward Jenner conducted more experiments including on his own son. The next year, in 1798, the paper was published. And yet, he continued to be the subject of ridicule by many, including the clergy, who claimed that he was the devil incarnate for taking pus from animals and injecting into human beings. Even in the year 1802, satirical cartoons appeared with Jenner in the midst of humans who had grown cow parts because of the vaccine they had received. However, the benefits were undeniable and it slowly started becoming more popular. Jenner called it vaccine from the root word vaka meaning cow. The point to note is 
that even when you do good, you cannot win the approval of everyone. If you get that long-deserved promotion, don't think you will receive a standing ovation from all your colleagues. There will be those who say she buttered up the boss, while others will say he was expert in office politics and that led to his success. The irony is that the more successful you are, the more criticism you will receive. Even Mother Sita was not spared of it. In the time of Ram, when she returned to Ayodhya, a washerman Dhobi appeared who said, I am not like Ram who brought Sita back home after she had spent one year with Ravan in Lanka. Now, if this was the state with the mother of the universe in the age of Treta, today it is Kalyug, the age of quarrel and hypocrisy. How then can we expect that everybody will accept and praise our works? Shri Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita in this regard, Dwau bhuta sargau lokesmen daiva asura evacha. Arjun, he says, there are two parties in this world, the good and the bad. The consequence is, if we do good, bad people will criticize us. And if we do bad, the good will reject us. So, if one party is always going to be critical, then why lay so much emphasis on trying to be called good? This is what the Golden Rules book has to say about it. People who barely know you feel they have the right to pass judgment upon your worth. Their views are often based on externals and even first impressions. But as the saying goes, you cannot judge a book by its cover. Factually, what others say characterizes them, not you. Do also bear in mind that all the praise we receive will come to naught upon death. We leave it all behind and move on to the afterlife. At that time, the only thing of importance will be the extent to which God was pleased by our works. So rather than trying to be called good, focus on becoming good in the eyes of the Lord, who is the constant witness of your karmas. So how do we put on the armor to become invincible? to the derogatory opinions of others. I am going to give you three important sutras for it. The first is to remember, it is not about you. People are full of negativity, frustration and disappointment. They are looking for places to dump their garbage. And if you permit them, they will pour it upon you. If you choose to give importance to their opinions, they will have a lever to manipulate you tomorrow.
Tulsidas ji has written in the Ramayana Hari Maya Vash Jagat Bhramahi Tinahi Kahat Kachu Aghatit Nahi Jinakrit Maha Moha Madapana Tinakar Kaha Kariya Nahi Kanaha He says, look, the people in this world of Maya are all Maya Dheen. They are going crazy in the three gunas. Now, supposing you are walking on the road, somebody at the crossing starts hurling abuses at you. When you hear them, it annoys you no end. But when you go close, you realize this person is insane. Will you now feel bad? If someone feels affected by the words of an insane man, then that person is also insane. Now the second point to utilize in becoming invincible to the opinions of others. Remember, nobody can hurt you until you allow them to do so. In this regard, there is a humorous anecdote. There was an institution for the hearing and speaking impaired. Two inmates of that institution got into a terrible tiff. One official was sent to go and see what was going on and set it right. When he arrived, the first inmate was gesticulating wildly at the other. But the second inmate had his back towards the first and was having a gala time. The official, through sign language, asked him what was going on. Through sign language, that second inmate conveyed that the first one was annoyed with him and was trying to abuse him, but he was refusing to look. Now, somebody who is speaking and hearing impaired cannot convey through words, but only through sign language. And when he refuses to look, then it is not conveyed to him. So, he was enjoying the situation. Likewise, people can say nasty things about you, but it's your choice whether you wish to accept it or not. The third point to remember in this regard is that God is sitting in everyone, no matter how good or bad they are. So why not change our perspective and think, God is testing me through that person. I will choose not to be disturbed. One disciple asked his guru how he should behave so that God would be pleased with him. The guru said, go to the graveyard and blaspheme the dead bodies there. The disciple obeyed. Now, he cursed in the graveyard and returned. The Guru asked, how did they respond? He said, Gurudev, they were completely silent. He said, now go and praise them profusely. The disciple followed again and showered the choicest praises upon the graves there. On returning, the Guru asked him, what was the response this time? Gurudev, they were all silent. 
The Guru then said, this is the kind of behavior that will please God, where you do not pay heed to the praise or criticism of people. Rather, you give value to what will be pleasing to God. When our hearts are still carnal, we value the opinions of others. The sign of purification is, we think, how will God be pleased with my actions? So using these tools, let us prioritize pleasing God with our works and not pay so much heed to the opinion of men and women.